Wiedersehen. It's time to podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to You Activated My Podcast, the weekly Yu-Gi-Oh! recap podcast. I'm Tyler. I'm Jimmy. And this week, we are recording from the scenic satellite campus of Yampod Studios. Uh, we are at <laughs> Lauren's family's house uh, because Lauren and I have moved, uh, or in the process of moving. <laughs> kind of all of the above, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so the audio might sound a little bit different because we're in a much larger room than last time. And for the first time ever, we're not recording at a couch. We're recording at a table because we are grown-ups. It's like we're professionals. This is our, uh, our, our studio environment here. We've got all our, our stuff laid out before us. We made it, folks. We have computers up and running. Yep. That won't work. That won't work, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> We've got an iPad. <laughs> uh, pretty much like usual, but um, yeah, we made it. We did it. We're real live professionals. Um, Jimmy, how are you this week? I'm good. Good? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm good. I'm good. We uh, got past the hard part. Of mo- well, we're almost past the hard part of moving. We got past the hardest part. Thank you for your help with moving. You're welcome. Jimmy was a huge, huge help in getting us out of our apartment. We went, our last day in our apartment was Friday, and we went until, what, 10.30 p.m. on Friday, <laughs> just getting stuff out. <laughs> You had a lot of stuff to move. There was a lot of stuff. It turns out that when you're trying to consolidate all of your physical belongings to move to another country, it takes some time. Um, so we're still doing that. Lauren flies out uh, tomorrow morning at the ass crack of dawn. And uh, yeah, so I'm going to spend a couple of weeks after that just kind of organizing all the random stuff we moved over. <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah so yeah. our professional environment is only here because you're technically homeless. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah basically. for the time being for the time being but uh lauren's family has been gracious enough to put us up so huge thanks to them um yeah well uh you know as we do every week uh oh i forgot to even mention what episode we're talking about this week this week we're gonna be talking about season one episode 26 champion versus creator colon part one dun 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 uh but as we do every week before we talk about the episode we talk about a recommendation that we have for our listeners of something that they can do other than waste 20 minutes of their day watching Yu-Gi-Oh. well we also used to do news and this is the first time in a while we also actually have some Yu-Gi-Oh news yes we have some news and some recommendations do you want to do the news yeah let's do okay, the news let's do the news so this week's news is take it away uh so you may or may not know, but there is a fighting game coming out starring all of the, what was it, the Shonen, Shonen Jump, Jump characters. characters. Yeah, it's called Jump Force. So all your favorites like Naruto, uh, the guys from Bleach. Um, uh, the One Piece characters. Yeah. Uh, the Dragon Ball characters. Dragon Ball characters. Goku mm-hmm. is in this game. And it was just announced that Yugi is going to be in there too. Yeah. Yugi Moto uh, joins the fray, I suppose, and you can play as uh, Yugi doing fighting moves. <laughs> Yugi confirmed for Smash? Yeah, Unfortunately yes. not. Um, I will say the the one image that gave me hope about this, because in the screenshots of the like press releases and stuff, it's just like, okay, it's a CGI Yugi. It's a 3D Yugi. 
great, cool. Yeah, it's How is he going to fight? Yeah, does that, is there any information out about his moves or his stats or not, like his cool abilities? <laughs> not that I've seen, except the one oh. image that made me really happy was uh, on Twitter. It was the at Fuck Yugi account. Oh, yeah. Um, which is a great account if you're on Twitter. Uh, they do some good work. Um, Yugi memes. Yeah, and it was, uh, it was the press release, the image of the press release where it's the 3D Yugi uh and um and then a, a screenshot from the show and i don't know what episode it's from where it's kaiba throwing a card and it sticks in somebody's hand <laughs> um but let's see so i pulled up an ad here uh it's a ryan reynolds ad no that's not right um let's see so there's an ad on uh youtube for the yugi reveal and it appears to just be a still image with music behind it yep this isn't uh not what i wanted at all never mind that's not interesting um so i don't know i haven't seen any video yet i don't really know how yugi's gonna fight but still it's exciting hopefully there's some throwing cards involved yeah um hopefully and you know we'll, we'll see if this happens or not i could picture yugi being like a summoner class like he plays a card on the dual disc and like a blue eyes, white dragon pops up. Yeah. That's what I'm expecting. If it's a fighting game, he'll like play a card and then like some monster will come out of the ground and attack someone then vanish or something along those lines. Yeah. That'd be really cool. So, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, was there any other news this week? I know the Yeti has a really cool t-shirt design. Oh yeah. I just showed you that. Is it a 24 hour design? It's one of those 24 hour designs. So, so if you're listening to this now, you have about 18 hours left. (laughs) Uh, but, uh, yeah, if you're yeah, lifting, if you're listening to this live in the same room we're recording in, well, this is going to, I'm going to, I'm going to edit this as soon as we're done. So this okay. is going up in a couple hours. So you might have a few hours left left if you're, uh, if you're quick on it, but it's great. It's, uh, Kaiba doing sort of like a make it rain pose, but with dual monsters cards. And it's all blue eyes, white dragons. I really, just like blue eyes, white, white dragons raining down around him. I really want it. I really, really want it. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, anything I, else? I'm pretty sure that's the only news that's, that's been Yu-Gi-Oh! related in like months. <laughs> yeah, other than I'm sure there's something happening in uh, in uh, Duel Links, but I'm really sorry, guys. I had to give that a break. I just couldn't do it anymore. Um, if any of you know a reason why I should get into Duel Links again, please let me know. I would love to have a reason to play, but it was just kind of soul-crushing for me um but i'm gonna be bored for the next couple of weeks so who knows uh let's get into our recommendations yeah. jimmy what do you recommend that our listeners do this week other than spend 20 minutes watching Yu-Gi-Oh? well uh, recently i've been recommending some more animes like um boku no hero academia that sort of thing mm-hmm. uh on the complete opposite end of fighting anime um there's I just discovered this a few weeks ago, and I've watching been watching a few episodes. It's called Laid Back Camp, and it's the most adorable anime I've ever seen. I've never heard of this. Uh, it's because it just came out like this year, but it's all about these like it's like a high school slice of like life anime series about these girls who are in high school and just go camping all the time in like this pond area near Mount Fuji, and it's just super slow. And just, it's really cute and adorable. So if you want to watch an anime about camping, go check it out. I would love to watch an anime about camping. That sounds great. It's absolutely adorable. That sounds like meditative almost. It is. It's very soothing to watch. 
and it's just absolutely beautifully sorry i'm adjusting jimmy's mic stand hey how is this doing which is his arm <laughs> uh it's just it's really beautiful and just like the art is very well done and it's just it's super nice to look at and it's a just a sweet adorable anime about camping that sounds lovely yeah wow well, thank you. I'll have to go look that up. Is that it's on, on? Um, it's on Crunchyroll. Okay. I don't know where else you can find it. Okay. Well, probably Crunchyroll then. <laughs> yeah. Cool. What cool. do you have to recommend? My recommendation this week is to kill your darlings. Uh-oh. Uh oh. No, no, no. Not. <laughs> Lauren's fine. She was just here. Uh, but no, in a writing sense, uh, and this is something that you and I learned in school, Jimmy. Killing your darlings means to. Uh, when you go back and do revisions on something you've written or something you're editing and there's something that you really love but doesn't quite fit into the rest of what you're doing, just cut it. It's not going to be the last great idea you ever have. It's certainly not going to be the best idea you've ever had. Uh, even though you like it, if it doesn't belong in the hole, get rid of it. Just get rid of it. Something I'm really learning to like work on in myself is to recognize my bad ideas and recognize when it's not worth pursuing them any further. And like just, a Yu-Gi-Oh podcast. And, hey, no, I. This is a great I'm idea. Uh, and and just learning to be okay with letting those go, um, because you know they won't be the last bad idea I ever have, or the last what I feel like is a good idea. Um, for instance, as our listeners may remember, I uh, have been talking for a while about making my own Yu-Gi-Oh role-playing game. Mm -hmm. And for a while, I've been writing it in sort of a Powered by the Apocalypse style, making different classes for the different character types. Turns out it was probably a really bad idea. No one would ever want to play it. And I just wasn't having fun with it anymore. So I'm putting that on the back burner for now. Aww. I've got some other projects I'm going to do instead. But part of Killing Your Darlings is recognizing that it's a bad idea and that you shouldn't waste your time on it. And moving on despite that. So what I want to do to move on a little bit is I want to spend some time with you talking about what D&D classes the Yu-Gi-Oh characters would be. Oh, so gonna, that's interesting. Because I would still love for this to be a thing of like playing a role-playing game set in the Yu-Gi-Oh universe. Uh -huh. um, but I think we should start with... I think there's an audience there. Yeah. I, I, there might even be like a D&D &D hack we could do. I don't know. But, I'd be surprised if someone hasn't already like made one and published it i would be surprised too so listeners if you know something along those lines i honestly haven't even googled it yet because i just thought of this recommendation today um but if you know something along those lines let me know you know how to get a hold of us um so what i'm going to do is i'm going to list off the Yu-Gi-Oh characters the main Yu-Gi-Oh characters and you are going to say the first DD class that comes to mind Uh oh okay okay ready yes okay so let's start easy joey hmm fighter fighter uh tristan Hmm. That's a hard one. I don't know what Tristan would be. See, my guess is Tristan would be a paladin. Yeah, that's... I can, I can kind of see that. Can you see it? Uh, Taya. Taylor, Taya is definitely a healer. Yeah, definitely a cleric. She's a, she's a cleric. She uses the power of friendship. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Mai. Mai would be... Oh, she's definitely like a rogue or something. Mm -hmm. Or like a magic rogue. Yeah, 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 like the arcane trickster. Arc arcane trickster, exactly. Yep. Um, uh, Bakura. Hmm. Bakura. Here, let me, okay. I have a thought about Bakura, but let me let me skip Bakura real quick. So okay. We'll come back around to it. Uh, Kaiba. Kaiba would be. I think it's in the 
like uh, unearthed arcana, like the new materials. It's like like someone who what's the, I'm completely blanking on the name, but someone who like invents magic stuff and then oh, uses like it. Oh, like the um, like the alchemist. Kind of like an alchemist, but they make like magic devices. Yeah. Yeah, I'm struggling to remember. I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember the name of it. It's something like Alchemist. Yeah. Good radio. You're going to Google it? Okay. Um, So uh, while you Google that, Pegasus. Pegasus is definitely some kind of like wizard. Yeah, I think Pegasus is a wizard for sure. definitely like either an illusion-based wizard or... um, something along those lines yeah 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 okay so my go ahead and google what you're thinking of for kaiba and i'm going to explain why i skip past bakura because i think that yugi and bakura are the same class i think yugi would be either a warlock or a sorcerer i was gonna say warlock for sure because then you could say that their patron is the millennium item that's true and whatever evil spirits maybe Uh uh-huh that's really good cool I was going to go with Sorcerer because, like, the source of his strength comes from within. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sort of an internal magical power. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, even if he wasn't always Mm -hmm. a sorcerer, he gained this new ability, and now he's able to basically use magic. Right. Like, at will. Right. Yeah, I like that a lot. Uh, Okay, Jimmy is going to Google what he thought it was, the alchemist. There. See, the problem with making a role-playing game out of Yu-Gi-Oh! is that I don't really know what to do. And this is why it was just no fun. I don't really know what to do with the card game mechanic. Uh, When I was first writing it, I was like, okay, well, we can make a character sheet where you mark down on the sheet what cards you've played and you just like make up the names of cards. But it's just, that's just no fun, honestly. (laughs) It was was a lot of like accounting. Um, But I think if you played it in like a D&D setting, you could say, okay, I cast blue eyes white dragon and that has a series of effects and it works like a like a one-off spell basically instead of oh here i've played saggy the dark clown and the crush curse and the and whatever um but yeah uh but you were thinking um for kaiba i don't know why kaiba is so difficult to pin down um oh blood hunter (laughs) the uh the the that's from critical role right yeah Yeah. that's the uh, matthew mercer class um so it's out of, right on the tip of my tongue of, i can't remember out of the core classes though if we had to pick one for kaiba that wasn't our unearthed arcana um, i would say monk really you think so yeah he does do a lot of unarmed combat he does is the weird thing and monks can have a high intelligence and it's all about like sort of focusing your mind and and body But I just, could be wrong. Just cut all this audio because I'm. this is boring and I'm <laughs> See, Googling every stuff. every time somebody says cut this audio, I am not going to cut it is the thing. You know that. You know how much work I put into this podcast and it is formidable. No, yes, it's, it's I know. Nothing. It's almost nothing. Uh, I think that you're thinking of alchemist as my... It's, it's close to an alchemist, but it's not. Is it like arcanist? Or it's not like inventor? It's like a magical inventor. There's a there's a there's a word for it. And it's not alchemist? I'm pretty sure it's not alchemist. Are you sure? 
See, there's a um, there's an unearth arcana uh, cleric uh, divine. What is it called? Whatever the paths that clerics choose, it's uh, like cleric of the gears or whatever, and they invent things. Um, yeah, okay, I will. I will cut this out. <laughs> we spent so much time on this, Jimmy. How could you? Um, artificer. artificer, artificer. There it is. I found it. Yes, he is an artificer. Wow. Yes, he yeah. creates magical items uh-huh. and then uses them in combat. Essentially, artificer, artificer, not alchemist. Close, close. All right. So anyway, so uh, there you have it, folks. That's my recommendation: is to spend way too much time trying to remember the word artificer. <laughs> Spend uh, 20 minutes remembering the word artificer and, instead of uh, watching Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, and and think about uh, sort of the projects you have going on in your life that you really want to keep working on but either can't make time for or just aren't excited about anymore. Um, and get rid of them. It's going to be fine. All right. Good advice. Thanks. All right. Let's move on from thinking about artificers. <laughs> it's time to discuss the episode. As I mentioned earlier, this week we are discussing Season 1, Episode 26, Champion versus Creator, colon, Part 1. And it's my turn to recap this episode. So we're going to Yeah, we're gonna you go get a good one, though. It's, it, it was actually really good. So we open on uh, Scooby and the gang, I mean Yugi and the gang, uh, approaching Pegasus's castle. And saying like, yeah, we're finally going to go in and we're going to face Pegasus. And Yugi's like, I'm coming, Grandpa. And uh, Tristan's like, race you there, Joey. And, and Joey's like, yeah. Because <laughs> that's what he says. Uh, and they get to the door and who should stop them but our old friend Kimo with his super pointy hair. And Kimo says, halt, I cannot let you enter. Well, he says it in a dumb voice, but he's like, you know, essentially pulling a, a Gandalf uh, and... Oh, and the clock is going. It is a. I don't know if we can hear it on the mic, but uh, so Lauren's family has a Beatles clock that chimes a different Beatles song every hour on the hour. I didn't know that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm not picking up any of it on the mic. Okay, so let's move good. on. Uh, but Kimo uh, essentially tries to stop them and says, "Well, you can't. You know, only the the top duelists can make it here, and and only world class duelers can." can face pegasus yeah this is no place for a bunch of kids and my goes oh well by world-class duelists you mean us and uh she and yugi and joey all show their uh they all flash their their, uh their star chips uh gauntlets and kimo's like and it has no choice but to let them pass so uh my approaches the door and it is the most baller lock that i have ever seen it's in really life. cool it's, it's something i'm going to bring into D games but it's essentially a vault door that has 10 star-shaped slots on it and she slots her her 10 star chips into it and it opens the vault door uh and they all start to enter and uh tristan and Taya and bakura in the back and Kimo goes now hang on a second <laughs> you guys aren't duelists yeah i let those yahoos through against my will but you guys i can kick out no problem uh because they don't have star chips so of course they can't enter and Taya, in their defense tries to go like well no you have to let us in we're the cheerleaders she literally says that is they, the funny thing they need us 
And Kimo's like, what? Cheerleaders? What are you talking about? <laughs> That's not a thing that people do in Duel Monsters. Which is, to be fair, a perfectly reasonable That's thing complete, to say. Completely accurate. Uh, and then Mai comes up behind Kimo and is like, really? You wouldn't let them enter? Even for me? Uh, and she's all flirty and like winks at him. Yeah, and it kind of implies, it implies that like they have a past maybe? Like, she doesn't say it, but I think the tone and the things that she does say imply, like, you know, chemo, for old time's sake, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Like, didn't she get that vibe? Maybe a little bit. I thought she was just flirting with him. I mean, yeah, that too, obviously. Uh, and he's like, no, really, no, I can't. <laughs> and then something gets thrown at him. Did you catch what it was? It was too, I blinked and I missed it. Somebody, like, throws something at him, like a shoe or something. No. So anyway, something gets thrown at him to distract him, and he goes, what? And he looks the other way, and as soon as he looks the other way, Tristan and Taya and Bakura dart in the door behind him, and they close the vault door uh, with Kimo on the outside. And of uh, course, Kimo can't get in because he doesn't have any star chips. That's true. I guess. That's right. Well, because uh, didn't he win? Didn't Yugi win Kimo's star chips when he faced uh, evil Kaiba? <laughs> oh, that's right. So he can't even get into his own castle that he's that's, guarding. That's the real... No, that, so that's my theory is he's not guarding the door. <laughs> he's he just, just trying to get in. He just can't get in. <laughs> uh, uh, <and> just, <laughs> that he, makes this scene so much funnier. He's just playing it off like, yeah, I'm supposed to be here. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like banging on the doors. Guys, let me in. Oh, man. I need to start, uh, I need to start doing that to get into like concerts. Just go to a concert wearing like a plain black t-shirt and stand outside the door and look all tough and like check people's IDs at the door <laughs> <laughs> and then just sneak in behind them. Just I... act like you belong. Yeah, exactly. There's an entire subreddit called r slash act like you belong, which is people doing that exact thing really? and sneaking into places that they shouldn't just through like social engineering and pretending like they belong there. That's fantastic. And people don't check them because they just assume that they know where they're going. So I think that's the thing. I think uh, I think Kimo is posting to that subreddit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so they get in and... Uh, he doesn't even work for Pegasus. He's just there on the <laughs> island trying to get into the castle. He's been one of the duelists the whole time. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, so uh, they get into the castle and they're walking along. And who should they see but Bandit Keith? Uh, and they're like, what's this guy doing here? Yeah, and he's like, we should mention the, the interior of the, the castle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not medieval like the dungeons or the exterior of the castle. It's very much like a like a gilded like French Renaissance sort of interior. Yeah, it's it's really funny because like you think you think of what Pegasus kind of brings to Duelist Kingdom and like he has a giant castle and stuff. I think the inside of the castle is maybe more of a reflection of who he is as a person. Oh yeah. Uh, he definitely like got the castle and then renovated it. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's very Pegasus. Um, and it, this room that they find Bandit Keith in is especially Pegasus because they are on sort of a balcony and Bandit Keith is overlooking a bottomless pit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and he's just he's just staring down at this. He's got his what made me laugh. His bandit Keith has got his dirty shoes up on this like pristine like alabaster uh, railing. <laughs> yeah, and he's just he's just staring off onto this uh, into a bottomless pit. And it's it's maybe what like two hundred foot square room, something like that. And it's this this uh, I don't even know what to call it. This this column, I guess, 
uh, this empty expanse that goes infinitely up and infinitely down. And it's not even like a pit. It's not like dirty on the sides. I mean, the the walls of this pit are the same as the walls of the rest of the castle. Yeah, very They're like ornate, beauti- like ornate. marble. Yeah, they've got like um, like paneling going down the sides, and then it just disappears into the nothing, really. Right. Yeah, into blackness. Uh, into blackness, which makes me wonder where are the uh, the tunnels that they were in earlier that were underneath Pegasus's castle? Because clearly, there's this infinite pit See, in yeah. the way. So I think if they had wandered far enough, they would have just stumbled into this bottomless into pit this hole and, and fallen and be over, <laughs> <laughs> fall to the center of the earth. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so they they run into to Bandit Keith and they're like, "What are you doing here?" And and you know, yelling at him because he's a jerk and his oh yeah, I face. think. Um, Joey says, oh, it's my least favorite person, Bandit Keith. I hate this guy. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, uh, yeah, you know, I, I came here to, to fight Pegasus, but it looks like Kaiba's going to fight him first. Uh, you know you know what they say, save the best for last. Uh, and the, <laughs> Joey Joey says something about, like, I've been meaning to thank you for that time that you locked us in, a, in, a, in, a, uh, in the tunnels for three days or whatever. Yeah. And he... Uh, I forget exactly what said bandit Keith calls him a name or something. And, uh, Joey's like, all right, you asked for it. And like cracks his knuckles and goes in for a punch and just like swings straight for bandit Keith's face. Uh, and bandit Keith just like knocks his hand out of the way. And they, for 30 seconds or so do this thing where Joey's throwing punches and bandit Keith is like deflecting or dodging every blow. Yeah. And every time Joey like lands a punch on his hands, mm-hmm. there's like a cartoon boing sound effect. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like a, it's like a sequence in Ip man with cartoon sound effects. Yeah. Basically. Um, but uh, yeah. So they're like, okay, well, you know what? We're all here. Joey, stop fighting. It's not worth it. Like bandit Keith is a douche. Yeah, we know. Um, but what, who, if Bandit Keith isn't here to face Pegasus, who is going to face Pegasus now? And they look down and on a bridge, uh, going across the, the bottomless pit is Kaiba. Uh, and Kaiba's just like standing in the middle of this bridge. Just... We should talk about this bridge too. Yeah. So the bridge, you said it at first, it looks kind of like an escalator, right? Or like yeah. a people mover. Like an airport, uh, moving sidewalk yeah. type deal. But across the just in midair across the entire length of the pit and it's maybe about 20 feet below the balcony that the group is standing on and uh kaiba's just kind of standing there on his own and they wait for a while and then finally the doors on one side of the bridge open and in walks pegasus our boy our sweet (laughs) our sweet evil boy the best character in this show easily what the show is made for uh pegasus enters with uh oh no pardon me before pegasus enters shoot you know who else enters croquet oh yeah croquet uh enters uh the balcony behind yugi and the group and he says you're welcome to duelist kingdom my name's croquet uh, and just introduces himself like that's a normal name. And uh, he explains, he's the one that explains. Congratulations on getting this far. Yeah, something like that. And he's the one that explains like, okay, you're all going to duel Pegasus. It's fine, but we're doing this duel first. And that's when he motions down to where Kaiba Please ignore is. my shitty name. Pegasus gave me this name. <laughs> yeah, his birth name's like, I don't know, Christopher. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, Croquet uh, essentially says, yeah, we're going we're gonna to hold this duel first. It's a very special duel. It's Kaiba. Uh, he's the world champion, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and you're going to see kind of what's in store for you. And Mai goes, you mean 
Pegasus just wants to intimidate us. And Croquet goes, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, so he he sort of chuckles and, and lets the, you know, the duel sort of start. Uh, Pegasus enters the bridge with two, uh, not not servants, but basically servants uh, on either side, each holding a, this is my favorite part, a pillow uh, on top of which are two, two duel monsters decks. So he has four decks total to choose from. And uh, Pegasus sort of walks in and Kaiba's like, where is my brother? Uh, and <laughs> I, We should mention that when Yugi sees Kaiba, mm-hmm. He just like he's like sticking his head over the railing because he's so short, and he's like, "Oh, hey, Kaiba." <laughs> <laughs> well, so so first it starts off with uh, uh, Kaiba yelling at Pegasus, being like, "Give me my brother back!" And Kaiba's just like, or Pegasus goes, uh, "What? No, hi, hello, no, how are you? It's been a while." Um, okay, cool. Well, yeah, I do have your brother, and we're gonna duel for him, just like he said. Uh, he's safe. It's fine. You can have him back if you beat me, um, but. Uh, you know, know that we're going to duel my way. And uh, Kaiba's like, you know, what, well, what, what do you mean by that? We're going to duel my way. And Kaiba throws him one of these um, holographic disc things. And somewhere in this conversation, Pegasus uh, is like, well, I mean, you've got your technology and an audience. So we want to give them a good show. Uh, and he gestures up to Yuki. <laughs> Yugi in the group, and that's when Yugi pokes his head up over the railing, and goes, "Hey, Kaiba, <laughs> remember when you just defeated me and left me in a, like a depressive state, like and, completely comatose for like a couple of hours?" And he says it so innocently too. Yeah. Oh, hi, Kaiba. Uh, and Kaiba's like, "Okay, fine, whatever, but we're gonna duel my way. We're gonna use my technology." And Pegasus goes, "Well, fine." I'll use your your technology on one condition. There's a great moment too when he throws the uh, the hologram disc thing at Kaiba mm-hmm. or at um, Pegasus. Pegasus, and Pegasus just, just kind of grabs it out of midair and then kind of like lifts it up, up up above his head and like turns around examining it, like, "Huh, what's this weird little frisbee?" He's like, I wouldn't even know how to use this. Do I throw it like a top? Do I spin it like a ball? Oh yeah, and, and he then like... he like rolls it across the ground, mm-hmm. and the two like servants a... go running after. Him. <laughs> Uh, and so he says, all right, well, we can use these, but on one condition, I'm going to have someone else operate the machinery for me. I'll still do the, the tactics and whatever the strategy, but I'm gonna have somebody else do the physical, you know, using the card. And Kaiba's like, well, why can't you just fight your own battles? And we get a great shot of Pegasus thinking to himself, like, you know, silly Kaiba. He thinks that fighting is the only way to ruin someone. Uh, there are other ways that you can destroy a man's soul. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, and he brings out Mokuba, uh, and we see Mokuba, uh, sort of staring off into the middle distance. Uh, he's got manacles on and, and he's being shackled to, you know, somebody else and, and, uh, another manservant. And it's clear that his soul has been taken. Or he was just like Yugi and lost a game. That's <laughs> it's true. Maybe Basically the exact same look on his face. And Pegasus says, uh, you know, he's fine physically. I just found that it's easier to keep my uh, my prisoners um, uh, cooperative after a certain extraction of sorts. Uh, and he's like, no, no, I mean their soul. I took his soul. I have his soul in a card. <laughs> and he flashes the card. Uh, which, again, we don't know if his, if that card's going to be in his deck or not. Yeah. I really hope that it is. I hope, really hope that we get to see 
a moment, probably next episode, where he like slips Mokuban into the deck. And, <laughs> he plays Mokuban defense mode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, so he goes, uh, well, you know, if you want to duel so bad, uh, here, I'll have this mindless Mokuba zombie operate the machinery and I'll just tell him what to do. And Kaiba's like, well, no, I, I can't. Like, I can't. That's my brother. I can't duel my brother. Uh, how how would I ever be able to forgive myself? Like, I can't do this. And has, like, a moment of uh, not reflection, but just sort of self-doubt, I guess, and realizes that he can't do it. That's the one thing that he can't do uh, to to save his brother is, is duel his brother because apparently dueling kills people now. I don't know. <laughs> duel his... Duel in a duel with his brother's like soulless body, right? His husk, <laughs> his husk, uh, and uh, and he has a you know a few flashbacks of of their time together as children, um, and he says, "Okay, fine, no, you win. Uh, we're not going to use my technology. We'll play by by your rules. That's fine." And so Kaiba or Pegasus, I'm sorry, uh, sends Mokobo away and is like, "Okay, well, you know, your brother gave up on you. Have fun. Bye." <laughs> Uh, and the, uh, the, whatchamacallit, the bridge separates in the middle. Like, thank God that Kaiba was standing where he was and not two steps ahead because he would have fallen just into this bottomless pit. Yeah, it doesn't have any railings or anything. But it separates the middle and it, and it pulls, uh, Pegasus and Kaiba to opposite ends of the bottomless pit and, uh, a, uh, platform essentially starts descending from above them. And while it does, Yugi starts yelling at, at Kaiba, like, hey, you know, yes, you're giving him the home turf advantage, but you have to remember that he plays dirty. Like, you have he, to believe in the heart of the cards to win this because, like, strategy won't defeat him. Right, exactly. You can't face him just like anyone else because, and he says explicitly, the Millennium Eye gives him powers. Uh, and essentially implies that some magical bullshit's about to go down. Uh, but Kaiba doesn't listen to him. Instead, uh, everyone's distracted by this platform that's lowering down from the, the top of the, I guess, top? To whatever the top of this uh, ceilingless... <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you call it? What's the opposite of a bottomless pit? Just a pit. <laughs> well, no, but it goes up. It's a ceilingless... Chasm? Chasm? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so it descends down from the light, and, and Mai points it out. A bottomless she goes, pit can have a ceiling. It just can't have a bottom. Well, no, no, but this doesn't appear to have a ceiling either. That's true. So I don't know. So where's the top of the castle? Who knows? Uh, <laughs> Essentially, the entire thing is just one huge elevator shaft. It's a giant skylight is what it is. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it from the sky descends this platform, and Mai points out that's not just any platform. That's a dual arena that's descending, and it's a full-on dueling arena that lowers itself to be level with the bridge and uh the the platforms that kaiba and pegasus are standing on sort of lock into it and they assume their places at uh the the arena um did i miss anything in here yugi's still trying to like kind of get across to kaiba hey trust in the heart of the cards you can do this uh, there's a great interaction with Joey in here where Joey's like, well, Kaiba just beat you. Why are you giving him strategy? Yeah. And Yugi starts kind of going on this like, it's a Taya-esque rant about like seeing the good in people. And he goes, well. A friendship rant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's 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 a it's a, a friendship tirade almost. And Kaiba goes, or you, 
wow, Yugi goes, uh, yeah, like we may have been rivals and enemies, but I know what it's like to fight for somebody I, I care about. I understand now. And I'm going to give Kaiba every advantage that he can to be Pegasus because I know that I would want him to do the same for me. And he gets really like impassioned about it. And he ends and he's like, <laughs> and Kaiba just turns around and says, I'm not going to listen to any of that. I'm going to play my way. Shut up. Straight up ignores it. Well, and Joey's response to it too is really great. Cause uh, Yugi kind of gets to this rant just like breathlessly. And Joey's like, okay, geez, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> Uh, and the, uh, the duel commences. Uh, so, uh, Kaiba and, and, uh, Pegasus start taking a look at their cards. Oh, was that somebody, was that the garage door opening? I don't think so. No. I think that was the, uh, the refrigerator here. Oh, okay. I have but headphones I on, so it's, it's hard to, like. it's hard to tell what sounds are in this, in this house. Uh, my headphones. Brilliant audio right here. Anyway, where were we? So the duel begins, and uh, Pegasus is sort of using his Millennium Eye to to look at Kaiba uh, and his hand, and he's like, okay, we haven't even started yet, and Kaiba's already nervous. Uh, and Kaiba is looking at his hand going, okay, great, I drew a Blue-Eyes White Dragon on my first draw. That's awesome, but I can't risk attacking him uh, right off the bat with my most powerful card. Because he doesn't know what Pegasus has. Right. And Pegasus actually goes first, and he plays a card face down in defense mode. And Kaiba goes, okay, cool. Well, I can attack with a different monster. I'm going to play the Rude Kaiser. Uh, <laughs> Rude Kaiser. Which is a name for a card, and I don't know why they named it that. But it's essentially like a lizard man with, like, bladed arm gauntlets. Yeah, and he's wearing armor. Yeah, I don't know. Look it up. It looks kind of like uh I was hoping it was going to be like a fat German guy giving you the finger, but I get well, I mean, you know, not for kids TV. Not for kids TV. Uh but it does it it looks like if King K Rule were in the Dark Souls universe. A little bit. Uh so yeah, anyway, so he plays the Rude Kaiser and has Rude Kaiser attack <laughs> uh the defense mode monster. And beats it, right? Yeah. Uh, but then, oh, so yeah, so he beats it, and Pegasus goes, oh, no, I had no idea you had cards this powerful. I don't think I have anything in my deck that could be possibly stronger than your monsters. Oh, wait, I do. Oh, wait, I totally do. <laughs> uh, and he plays a card face down, and I, I forget, or not face down, face up in attack mode. And I forget the name of the card, but it's essentially a giant bird and has the bird sort of... Uh, it's uh, like parrot dinosaur or something. That sounds parrot right. Parrot something. Parrot dragon, maybe. Yeah, parrot dragon. Uh, and he has the, the parrot dragon swoop at Rude Kaiser. And Pegas- or, and Kaiba goes, uh, ah, but I have a trap card. And this trap card reduces your monster's attack points by 800. So it's uh, not as strong as my Rude Kaiser. And the Rude Kaiser slashes the parrot dinosaur in half. And Kaiba goes, oh, no, you truly are the world champion. Oh, oh, my. How will I ever win? And uh, up in the, the peanut gallery, Taya's like, wow, th- like, Turns out Pegasus is really easy to beat. And Yuki's like, uh, no, <laughs> this is the same shit he pulled on me. Like, this is going to go south if Kaiba doesn't catch on to the fact that he's just bluffing and playing Kaiba for a fool. He's just messing with him. Uh, and so uh, the I forget how the duel continues beyond this, but. Um, oh, perfect. Thank you. Oh, it was Paradragon. Uh, oh, yeah. So Kaiba draws and then he's like, OK, well it's time I have to play something that 
I know can break through his defenses and just defeat him right here and now. So he, uh, there's a, there's a really weird shot where he's like, I'm going to play something that can break through any of his defenses. And it's sort of like a fake zoom. Do you know what I mean? It's like a zoom blur. It's like a Photoshop zoom blur tool, Mm -hmm. except it like goes wooga 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 a little bit. It's like like pulses. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Like right into his face. And he, he grabs blue eyes, white dragon from his, uh, his hand. And he goes as if he's going to play it. Yeah. It's like this ridiculous, like overhand, like he's winding up to throw it, but it's just like this five second long. He's putting this card down, like over his head. (laughs) (laughs) I want to play, I want to play like Uno or something this way. (laughs) Super dramatic. Yeah. Uh, And Pegasus goes, nope, hold her right there. I played a face down card too. Uh, let's play a little game. Uh, and Kaiba's like, what games? We don't have time for games. We're in a duel. To which I say a duel is also a game. Yeah. But uh, Pegasus goes, well, my card says that we have time for a game. And he reveals his trap card to be a card called Prophecy. And it essentially allows Pegasus to uh, say whether or not, to predict whether or not the card that his opponent is about to play has more or less than 2,000 attack points. And if he guesses correctly, he gets that card. So because he has a Millennium Eye, he knows, of course, exactly what the card is. And he can just guess. I don't even know if he needed to use the Millennium Eye for this because it's Kaiba. It's Kaiba. It's going to be Blue-Eyes White Dragon. Anything that he plays with that much confidence is Blue-Eyes White Dragon. Yeah. Uh, And so he guesses that it does have more than 2,000 attack points, which the Blue-Eyes White Dragon does. And uh, he he starts playing this little game of uh, we've been watching a lot of Psych on uh, on uh, Amazon Prime. Oh, uh-huh. and it's it's very similar to what the main character in Psych does of like pretend to be psychic, but he actually just like knows the thing. And he goes, "I'm seeing, mm, yes, I'm seeing blue and and white mm, and wings. Yes, yes, I predict that your card is none other than the blue eyes white dragon. Mm, tell me I'm right. Mm, yes, tell me." Uh, and he he says that in a weird way, but uh, Kaiba's like. Yeah. How did you guess that I was going to play Blue Eyes White Dragon? How did you know? Uh, and he sort of shocked and, and bewildered plays his card so that uh, Pegasus can take it. And I think here we see a shot of easily the most underrated technology in the entire dueling arena, holographic, whatever, is he plays the card. He just on, sets it out uh, in front of him on yeah. one of these little panels. So on, on the sort of podium that they stand at, you see that there's a, a section for their cards and what i always assumed was is that the other side was like a projection or a screen showing the cards that were on the other side of the field your opponent's cards but he sets the card down on the opponent's side of the field and a little tile flips over and the card disappears and then it cuts over to pegasus's side of the arena and a similar tile flips over revealing the card so it transported the card from one side of the field to the other. It's like a tiny like card instantly. elevator. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so now Kaiba, or, sorry, wow, why do I keep doing this? I keep getting Kaiba and Pegasus mixed up. The, those two guys who look exactly the same. They, no, they don't. Is the thing <laughs> at all. Maybe it's just because they're both like bad guys, quote unquote. Probably. I don't know. So anyway, so Pegasus now has the blue eyes white dragon. And he's like, okay, cool. That's great. Uh, so he, he draws a card and he sets a card and sets a monster in defense mode. And he's like, that's the best move I could come up with. I don't know. Uh, and Kaiba, uh, then draws a card and, 
uh, Pegasus is like, hmm, let's take a look at what Kaiba's thinking. And uses his Millennium Eye to peer into Kaiba's mind and get an idea for what cards he has. And he realizes that in Kaiba's hand are the Crush Virus card and Soggy... Soggy? Saggy. Soggy. Soggy. Please not, don't say Saggy. <laughs> it's not clown. good either way, is it? No. Thing. Soggy the Dark Clown. Ugh. And he goes, okay, you're going to do a combo attack where you infect Soggy with a virus, and then that's going to infect my deck, and blah, blah, blah. It's the same thing that Kaiba did to Yugi. I love my Soggy infected clown. <laughs> So he's like, okay, cool. So I set my monster in defense mode. I set this uh, card face down. Your turn. Go. So then Kaiba does exactly what Pegasus predicted. He plays uh, Soggy the Dark Clown with the Crush Virus card. And uh, and Yugi is like, oh, that's the exact same thing he did to me. Like, all right, cool. And everyone goes, oh, well, then he's going to win, obviously, because he won against Yugi. And Yugi goes, well, I wouldn't be so sure because... Pegasus. Pegasus is using some magic bullshit. Yeah, Pegasus. Just like I do. Pegasus knows what he's doing. Uh, and I'm sure that he's going to catch on to this. And sure enough, uh, he does. And he's like, oh, I see you're going to use this combo attack on me. Well, allow me to play my trap card. And he plays a trap card called, uh, is it negative energy? Yeah, negative yep. energy. And it doubles the attack points uh, points of every dark monster on the field. And Saggy the Dark Clown, it says it right there in the name, is a dark monster. So it doubles the attack points from 600 to 1,200. And he goes, because the virus, uh, the crush virus card can only live in a host that has less than 1,000 attack points, Saggy the Dark Clown, sorry, Saggy the Dark Clown, <laughs> Jesus uh is uh what does he say he says too strong for the job uh and uh the uh the crush virus card can't be activated anymore it just dies and then and soggy gets like twice as large yeah he gets, he gets swole he gets swole <laughs> he's a big uh, boy now and then pegasus uh flip summons uh the card that he set face down which was the dark rabbit Imagine um, like an evil palette swap of Roger Rabbit. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And this rabbit is something we're going to see pop up again and again. It's one of Pegasus's favorite cards. Not the dark rabbit necessarily, but the the rabbit character. Hmm. Um, it comes up a lot. Uh, and the uh, dark rabbit, also a dark monster, gets double attack points, and it attacks and destroys uh, Soggy the Dark Clown and reduces Kaiba's life points to 1,000. Uh, and that's about where we end uh, the episode. There's a, a lot more like sort of gesticulating and oh, and oh, and yeah, what? a lot of cutaways to everyone like reacting to stuff that's going on, but but n nothing, it's not nothing important. really of value. Um, and uh, Kaiba is essentially just like distressed. Yeah, <laughs> I can't think of a better word for it. There's a, There's lot, a lot of, of close-up shots of his face and he's just like sweating bullets yeah and he's just like shocked that anyone can be so good at this card game oh but he created the card game, yeah so i don't know i don't know anyone's surprised by any of this he created the card game and yugi said hey there's gonna be magic involved so he's going to be doubly good and know your every move anyway so kaiba is uh alarmed shall we say and nervous and the episode sort of fades to black to be to continued. be continued uh Done. and uh yes yeah, so this is a two-part episode we're gonna be covering the second part next week um jimmy what was your favorite part of this episode there was a lot to like about this episode there really was because of all the character interactions and a lot of pegasus a lot of pegasus a lot of pegasus and his dumb castle contraptions um 
I just like the fact that Pegasus built a a bottomless pit into his castle. <laughs> you gotta like, prepare that's just for everything. A, it's such a ridiculous like super villain layer like video game move mm-hmm. and it's totally on brand for Pegasus because of course he has a bottomless pit in his castle. Um I just thought that was hilarious when it showed up. <laughs> and, and the vault ca- door. Yes, and the vault door. Uh, just a lot of like generic supervillain hamming it up moments that you can just tell that, oh yeah, this has got Pegasus's fingerprints all over it. Yep, yep, absolutely. I like I like his uh, his aesthetic is very on point. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, any everything that Pegasus does is the most Pegasus thing that could be done. <laughs> it really is. It really is. What was your favorite part? Oh, man. I mean, like you said, like Pegasus is great. Honestly, it's kind of hard to have an episode with this much Pegasus and not say that Pegasus is your favorite part. I'm I'm honestly struggling to come up with anything better. I think I think my favorite part of the episode was when Yugi kind of goes on his like friendship rant. Uh, and the end of that, Joey's like, OK, calm down, <laughs> um, because I think I think that shows that like, yeah, you know, Joey's. Uh, no, pardon me. Yugi is is sort of back. You know, he's here to to fight for his friends and do his best. And he's dealing with his own stuff, but he's still going to put others first. Uh, and Joey is still going to be there to be like, okay, but but calm down, seriously. <laughs> like, let's let's be real about this. Um, but at the same time, like Joey has his moments of like he wanted to punch uh, Bandit Keith, yeah, which was and a totally to. dumb thing to do. Uh, and it, I'm really glad that that didn't work out because that would have been really weird if all of a sudden Joey was like good at something. <laughs> good at fighting. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so I think I think just the friendship that happens in this episode is maybe my favorite thing um, between, you know, Taya and Joey and Tristan and Bakura and Mai and, and all of them, um, but also between Yugi and Kaiba, even if Kaiba doesn't really realize it yet. Uh, I, I like seeing that aspect of the show kind of come back in a way that feels genuine and not like shoehorned in. Yeah. You know, like some of the, the Yugi losing his confidence stuff, like some of that was definitely valid, but some of it felt over the top, over the top. And it, it went away. If you're going to make it that serious, that's great. But if you're going to make it serious, don't let it go away with just like one duel. Right. Yeah. Like it lasted an episode, and now he's fine again. Yeah, no, he doesn't. The, he's not even like introspective about having the Pharaoh around. He like completely forgot about it. Yeah, at in least like not five yet. minutes, like, as I ran up the stairs. Like who knows? We'll see. You know, in the next few episodes. But yeah, it, that part felt a little weird. So I'm glad that we're back to like genuine friendship moments. Uh, how about your least favorite? Now there was so much good in this episode that it's hard to pick out something I didn't like. Um, I guess the thing I didn't like about this episode is how insistent Kaiba is on everyone using his dumb dual hologram projectors. Yeah. It's like, why would you use those when you can play at a regular field and have like an actual advantage and have more than one monster out at a time because those hologram projectors can only project one monster. Right. So why would you insist that Pegasus use them? I guess because he designed this game variant, uh, he would be better at it than Pegasus. But I don't know. It's still dumb that he's like in like the the center of the um, the whole island, and he's still insisting that everyone use his dumb holographic portable things. Yeah, that part feels really weird to me. It's like being in a room with like 
a gaming PC and then insisting that everyone play games on your like shitty Game Boy knockoff that you invented. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think that that's my worst as well, because it also implies further that really nobody knows what Duel Monsters is, because how how ballsy do you have to be to go to the creator of a game and be like, hey, I made a variant of your game and I'm going to challenge you to that without ever explaining the rules or how to play. And here's a piece of technology that I built in. And like, in what world do you imagine that that's going to be like fair or satisfying at all? Yeah. Because it really isn't the same as the other duel monsters that we've seen. Like it's, it's the, the style of play is different from a duel arena. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Also, like, if you're going to do that, like, build a bomb into one of them. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Just take out Pegasus and take yeah. your brother back. And it was... Of course, I guess he needs Pegasus to use magic and restore Mokuba's soul to his body. That's true, I guess. But just, you know, it was Kaiba who was saying, like, I'm not going to play by Pegasus's rules and, you know, all that, all that stuff. Like, but here he is, like, totally just playing by his rules. And at, at best, he was going to play by a variant of his rules. Like, how far is that going to get you? I don't know. I it's don't know. it was just weird. I was really disappointed. Calm down, in Kaiba. Kaiba. Yeah, like Kaiba, you you know you know what this is. You're smart. You're smart enough to know like what you're getting yourself into. You should be smart enough to listen to Yugi, who's trying to help you. Yeah. Okay. Let me clarify. My worst of this episode was just Kaiba in general because he completely spurned Yugi's advice, even though Yugi was clearly stating, "Hey, there's going to be magical bullshit involved. You can't just play this game normally because." He has an insane advantage over you because he can see all your cards with his magical eyeball. And, and he was yeah. just like, no, screw you, Yugi. I'm going to screw play. Yugi. Screw Yugi. <laughs> Fuck Yugi. I'm going to do what I've been doing this whole time, which is lose. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, he's he's won, I guess, what, like two duels this whole time that we've seen him? Yeah. He lost to Yugi and then... The only reason he won the last duel is because he threatened to jump off a cliff. Yeah, and then he beat Joey before that, but yeah. that's, everyone does that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, come on, dude. You're trying to save your brother's soul, but you can't like listen to your rival for two seconds. Yeah. Who's it, warning you about magic. Right. It feels very... It feels against his character in a way, too, because he, he really, before this, strove to be the smartest guy in the room at all times. But he's gotten to a point where he's just like, "Man, I'm, I'm smart, and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna win on my own. Mm, look at me, I'm Kaba." <laughs> yeah, that All was right. my least favorite. Yeah, same. I had to pick something. Same. Yeah, I, really. I, I, yo, honestly, yeah, I really can't think of anything that I, I liked worse than that. I think honorable mentions are like the terrible names of the the people who work for Pegasus, like Chemo and Croquet. I, you know that that's not their real names, and Pegasus just makes them use those names because he thinks it's funny do you think uh he's pulling from like a like a dictionary he's just going down a the list of like alphabetically just maybe a list of nouns i was guessing that isn't chemo like the name of some like powerball thing or lottery thing that's uh kino kino okay because yeah. i was thinking maybe he's just named all his henchmen after various games oh that would be interesting because they would have Kino and then like croquet, obviously. Uh-huh. Baseball, football, yeah. soccer. Someone out there is running around named Badminton. Hello, welcome to Duelist Kingdom. I am Badminton. 
I will be guiding you to Pegasus's castle today. This is my associate, football. <laughs> and here's my other associate. Um, shoot, what's the name of that wizard fighting game that we have? Wizard fighting game? Quidditch? No. Oh, there's definitely a guy named Quidditch. But I was thinking of Epic Spell Wars of the Battle of Wizards. <laughs> oh, yeah. So he's named one of the henchmen is like, hello, my name is Epic Spell Wars of the Battle Wizards colon duel at Mount Skullsfire. <laughs> Welcome to Pegasus's castle right this way. Do you think that there is a, a henchman named Duel Monsters? I think uh, Pegasus would be too proud of his creation to like name some flunky after it. Maybe like that's if Pegasus had a child, he would name his child Duel Monsters. <laughs> <laughs> that that's <laughs> yes, that is definitely what Pegasus <laughs> would do. Uh, Little Dooley monsters. Oh my god. Well, I DM think, for short. Oh Jesus. Uh, I think that about does it for this episode. Unless you have anything else to add. No, to this I weird don't. Tangent we're going on. Uh, all right. Well, without further ado, it's time to end the episode. Uh, Jimmy, as we do every week, we end with a card of the week, which I have pulled randomly from all of the cards that exist in the Yu-Gi-Oh universe. Uh, this week's card, are you ready? I'm ready. Gimmick puppet egg head. Sorry, what? Gimmick puppet egg head. That's Four just a words. random grab bag of nouns, isn't it? <laughs> Four great tastes that taste great together. Uh, <laughs> Gimmick Puppet Egghead is a four-star machine-slash-effect monster. It has 1,600 attack and 1,200 defense, and the text says, You can only use the effect of Gimmick, Gimmick Puppet Egghead once per turn. You can discard one Gimmick Puppet monster, then activate one of these effects. Either inflict 800 damage to your opponent, or this card's level becomes 8 until the end phase. Gimmick Puppet Egghead. All right, I looked up the art for this thing. Are you ready for no, Gimmick Puppet Egghead? I caught a glimpse of it. Oh, God. It's so weird. That's terrifying. It's like, um, okay, well, let's, hmm. Where do let's we, break it down. Where do we start? Okay, let's start with the everything but the Gimmick Puppet Egghead. Um, so it has robotic arms and legs um, that are sort of spindly i guess like they don't they have look much like to them marionette arms they do they do yeah so it's just simple like stick and ball joints uh with some simple hands and feet that look kind of like metal bread loaves almost yeah. very simple feet and then they're attached to a sort of orangey brown egg-shaped body it looks kind of like a mr potato head yeah and it's segmented it's got three lines in it sort of denoting i think separate parts uh but but on top it has hair yes it has hair uh that is parted down the middle and curled on the sides sort of like sort of like pictures like old pictures of like like a painting of Beethoven. Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. It's Beethoven. Imagine head. a cross between Beethoven and Mr. Potato Head and like some horrible doll. Yeah, because then if you go to the face now, it has... <laughs> I just keep cracking up looking at its face. So it has two eyes, a nose, and a mouth. It also has a mustache, uh, which appears to be part of sort of this carved, uh, I'm going to assume, wooden 
egg shape. Um, and it, it has, it's sort of like a very regal demeanor. You know, it's got a very sort of small, like proper looking nose. Uh, the mustache is, uh, very well kempt. It sort of points up a little bit at the end. Yeah, it looks like they took the face from like a 17th century painting. Yeah. Um, but Jimmy, how would you describe the eyes? Uh, horrifying. They're both staring off blankly into space. In two different directions. In two different directions. And they are... Let's see. The the eyeball part is red. And then mm-hmm. the, the pupils... No, the iris mm-hmm. is blue. Mm-hmm. And then the pupils are black. Yep. So it's... Red eyeballs with blue pupils, which is with with it's red eyes with blue irises. Irises, yes. Yeah, it's um possibly the worst. <laughs> it's kind of terrifying. It's kind of maybe. How did they come up with this? It's the kind worst. Of... I'm not sure. Now, here's the other thing that that I find unsettling. So the whole visage is surrounded in a yellow and orange glow. It's giving off sort of an aura. Uh, and then behind it comes a splash of like purple energy on a background of like blue chaotic energy. Blue, yeah, sort of chaos going on. It's got like jagged lines and swirls. And is there any other, is there an alternate art for this anywhere? No, or is it just, it's uh, just this whole awful thing. Oh, As I, I guess so there's this, more gimmick puppets. Yeah, so this seems to be kind of how the gimmick puppet art goes of just being bad and wrong (laughs) but it it very much looks like it should the background should be animated like it shows up in a tv show and there's like a fanfare and he's like glowing with power yeah but the art on this thing and the name just suggests they pulled a bunch of words out of a hat and had to make a yeah, I also, something that's just now kind of clicking with me, I want to point out that the arms, the marionette arms are so long that the fingertips touch the feet. So it, it, I'm assuming it walks like a gorilla. Like it's, its hands essentially are dragging on the ground because they've just got long arms attached to this egg head body. It very... You know what it looks like? It looks like it would walk like Mike Wazowski would walk. Just kind of oh, like splayed yeah. legs, kind of waddling back and forth. It definitely has a sound effect when it walks, yeah. right? Like a... <laughs> hey, I'm gimmick puppet egghead! What do you think... So you know how um, like Dark Magician does the black magic attack or whatever, and Blue Eyes White Dragon does the the lightning bolt attack. Uh, like, what do you think the name of Gimmick Puppet Egghead's attack is? What oh, do you think God. that looks like when it attacks? It probably like raises its hand, and then like all this dark energy comes out. But I can't figure out what that would be called. Okay, see, I have almost the exact opposite thought from oh you. really i think it's mouth opens oh like i can because, see it because that, there's a there's a segment line that's true right where the mouth goes so i think maybe the mouth opens and the whole body comes apart and it gets like dark energy gets sucked inward i think hmm. it steals the life force from other things well what's the uh What's the stats on this thing? Uh, it's got... Uh, does it have any, like, abilities? It does. It does. It, um, it, it's got 1,600 attack and 1,200 defense, but you can... Um, 
essentially once per turn you can discard another gimmick puppet monster and either make it become level eight or inflict 800 damage to your opponent so it's like a sacrificial thing it's like do you think this eats other puppets i think it does or or maybe you like sacrifice a puppet to like an altar of some kind and this thing appears this thing appears this monster yeah anyway so that's our card of the week terrifying though it may be gimmick puppet egghead um all right well that'll do it for uh for this week if you want to contact us uh please do we really want to hear from you uh we are at uh twitter and instagram at yampod that's y-a-m-p-o-d uh you can email us at you activated my podcast at gmail.com uh you can go to our website it's uh, tyler.games slash y-a-m-p or uh welcome to flavor.town slash y-a-m-p um i have been thinking for a while we should probably get a custom domain name for the show but i don't really know what uh you activated my seems really long i would love to have it be like a joke of some kind <laughs> uh shadow.games is taken unfortunately Aww. um but maybe something in that wheelhouse if you have ideas for a custom domain name we could register uh please use any of those things i just listed to get a hold of us and let us know um jimmy do you have anything else you want to you want to talk about before we end the show i don't i'm I'm looking at this He's, card and it's creeping me I'm, out. I'm, I'm gonna you should turn, turn phone. your phone off. I'm <laughs> really kind of scared for you. I'll put my phone He's down. He's losing himself in those weird, weird eyes. Uh, all right. Well, uh, we'll be back with season one, episode 27 uh, for the second part of this duel between uh, Pegasus and Kaiba uh, next week. Uh, but until then, hey, Kaiba. <laughs>